Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you. of triumph. I wonder if somebody could get a shout in their spirit. I wonder if somebody could just lift up the name of Jesus right now. Hallelujah! 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 I want you to know, you know what, before I get started, we need to go ahead and we just need to pray for Sister Michaela and her family. There's something going on with her grandpa and, and she was here, but now she wasn't here, so we just need to pray. God, right now, whatever that situation is, Lord, whatever that need is, God, we plead the blood over her grandpa and over her family right now. I pray, God, that you would bring comfort and strength. I pray, God, that you would heal and deliver. I pray, God, that you would do it exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think, God. We trust in you in situations, God, and we worship you for the victory that we're going to see. God, we ask all these things in the mighty name that's above every name. And we all said in Jesus' name, amen. I love how God works. I want you to know that I don't speak to pastor a lot of times about what I'm going to preach. And uh, he asked me to preach on Saturday, or no, Friday. He gave me a two-day notice. That's more than he's ever done. Sometimes it's Saturday or Sunday, Saturday night. And I'm, okay, yeah, we'll preach tomorrow. But the Holy Ghost has a way of speaking to your man of God and confirming some things in the Spirit. And so, I just, what he was just saying, I pray that you opened up your ears and you heard. If not, you're going to get it here in a few minutes. Amen? It's good to have all of our guests and all our family here. We're so thankful that you could be here. And we are excited to see what the Lord is going to do in a few, in a few moments. Nehemiah, chapter 8. We're going to read verses 5 and 6. I'm so thankful for our pastor. I love my pastor. I love him very much with all my heart. And I'm thankful for a man of God who speaks truth into my life and prays over me. And uh, I'm just thankful that he opens up his pulpit to be able to have somebody come preach. Ezra, or excuse me, Nehemiah 8, 5 through 6 says, Ezra stood on the platform in full view of all the people. I'm reading in the New Living Translation. When they saw him open the book, they all rose to their feet. Now, sometimes people will sit here and say, well, why do you stand during the reading of the word? And I'm going to get into it in a little bit. But look, he, he opened up the Bible, and they arose and stood on their feet. 
because they knew just how powerful the word of God can be. And so he says, then Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people chanted, amen, amen. As they lifted their hands, then they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. I'm here to preach to you today. Let the people of God say amen. I feel the Holy Ghost right now coming into this building. Come on, if you can feel the presence of the Lord right now, I want you to shout amen. I want you to say that with everything in your spirit. Let the people of God say amen. Hallelujah. God, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. And God, we ask you to touch these wonderful people. God, anoint your preacher to preach the word of God. And let our minds and our hearts be acceptable in your sight. So that we may hear the word and conform to it. And Lord, I pray God, by the end of this message, this church would look like the church that you've called us out to be a church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against a church that agrees with the word of God and calls down amen hallelujah glory to the king of kings and to the lord of lords would you just give him a shout of praise right now hallelujah amen hallelujah hallelujah Woo. I feel the lord so strong in this house right now Hallelujah. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Ezra stood before the people. And when he had opened up the word of God, the people stood to their feet. I'm thankful today, and this may seem really insignificant to some, but to be in a church today where they stand for the reading of the word. Why do I say that? Well, because there is no power on earth like the power of the Word of God. Everything that is contained in this book is where we live and we move and we have our being. It is power. It is life. It is health. It's fat to our bones. And when I read the Word, I'm not just reading some novel. I'm not just reading some book that we happen to pull off the shelf. And despite what the world wants you to believe, this book, this Bible, is still the best-selling book in all of the world. I'm here to tell you, I know folks don't want the Word of God, but despite what the, that the Bible is still selling as fast as they can print them. Why? Because the Word of God is still powerful and it's alive. Now, I don't want to get ahead of myself today and this morning, but I do want to make sure something is settled in our spirits and just hear me out. But I've heard it preached that the Word of God is forever settled in heaven and in earth. And I rejoice with that. But if you could just give me a few seconds, I want to tell you that it is not a fact that the Word of God is settled on earth. Hear me out. 
The word of God is forever settled in heaven. But the word of God is established in heaven. But the word of God is not settled in the earth. And it's not settled in the earth until you put an amen to the word of God. Did you hear what I said? I said that the word of God is forever settled in heaven. Jesus Christ is in heaven and his word shall not pass away. But let me tell you today that it's not settled here on earth until you decide to put an amen to what somebody's saying from the word of God. The word of God is powerful. But without my amen to the word of God, the word means nothing to me. If I can't come into agreement with the word... But when the word of God comes alive and it gets down in our souls on a Sunday morning, there's something that happens when the word of God is preached and the atmosphere changes. Oh, and somebody raises their voice and shouts, amen. That means you're coming into agreement with what the word of God says. Amen. Amen has been called the best known word in human speech. The word amen, in fact, is related to and almost identical to the word, the Hebrew word. Are you ready? I want everybody to say amen. You just spoke Hebrew. (laughs) Hebrew, amen, is the Hebrew word believe. Amen means faithful. Thus, it came to mean sure and truly, an expression of absolute trust and confidence. When somebody believes in God, he will indicate his faith by saying amen. When God makes a promise to his people, the believer's response is amen is basically so be it. When I claim to the promises of God by saying amen, I'm releasing the promises of God into my life. Now, I know that there are some people that don't get it, and they really don't understand why we do what we do, why we praise the way we praise, why we shout the way we shout, why we dance the way we dance, but there is a a, a power in a simple amen. When I come into agreement, now, I, I I, I want, you may not believe what I'm about to tell you, but there is a lot of people in this room today that will more easily give an amen to the enemy than to give an amen to God. Because sometimes my amen is not just verbal. It's what I bring myself into agreement with. And when I agree with every word of depression and doubt and confusion that speaks into my life, I'm saying amen to the devil's plans. When I listen to every word that he speaks into my ear that I'm going to fail or that it's over and God can't, he's finished with me and he's, and he's stated that God has, has lost all power, I'm bringing myself a to an agreement with him but I'm here to tell you today that the devil is still a liar and he is the father of lies he can't tell the truth he can't say what he's he calls you depressed if you say yes I am depressed you're coming in agreement with him but let me tell you today the people of God are not a depressed people they're not a people that are failing there are not a people that are falling but you are a victorious people and when you come to agreement with God and shout amen you're looking the devil in the face and you're saying I don't believe a word you say you're a liar and a father of lies and the truth is not in you I don't believe you but I say amen to Jesus 
Somebody shout amen. Somebody shout amen. Let the people of God say amen. Oh, Jesus, I feel the Lord in this place right now. When you walk into the doctor and then gives you the report that you don't like. When the bills come rolling in and you have no more money to your name. And you, you have one of two options. You can either come into agreement with what they say. Or you can come and believe God what he says. That there is another day coming. Oh, when the nights have been dark and the nights have been long. And you come into agreement with because this is the way it's always been. This is the way it's always going to be. You can come into alignment with what God said, that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I know it seems dark. I know it seems frail. I know it seems like you can't make it through, but weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Somebody shout amen. Come on, somebody worship in this place. Somebody come in agreement with Jesus right now. I know I may be struggling. I know I may be failing. Oh, but I come into agreement with the word of God. You don't understand, Brother CJ. I've had this sickness forever. Well, you go ahead and agree with that <laughs> if you want to, but there's someone in here that knows what it's like that when you've done all that you can do and you're still sick, but God is faithful. Listen, God is not just going to stop being faithful because it's happening to you. God is faithful. When we pray according to his word and his will, we know that God will answer. So that's when why we finish praying according to the will of God, we all say Amen. <laughs> I've heard in many songs, old songs that had been longs, had long amens at the end of the song. Amen. Long amens. I remember being in EAC choir, and we had to do Handel's Messiah, and there is one song where the whole song is dedicated to the word, amen. But the truth be told, at least in Pentecost, we use amen so frequently that we don't even think about it anymore. I've heard some preachers while they are preaching, and pastor, listen to me, I'm not, I'm not trying to make fun, I'm not trying to poke at it, I'm not trying to say anything, but they say amen to make up for the rest of us. I'm here to tell you, church, amen, that we can, amen, come to you, amen, that I'm here to preach, amen, that you can do it, amen, and that nothing else can, amen, do it for you but God, amen. <laughs> Most of the time we treat amen like it's a punctuation mark. <laughs> we pray what we want to say, then we say it really fast, Amen. You know, like we're somewhat embarrassed of saying amen in places. You say, God, I pray that you bless this food in Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> now, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't grow up in this thing, but I thank God that I have a pastor who has taught me how to pray. 
and you have a wonderful pastor who knows how to pray. But amen doesn't just mean okay. It, it means a whole lot more than that. The more we look at the word amen, the more the power that we see in the agreement of the word. I don't know how many of you have noticed, but something you may enjoy after a while or more you hear it is kind of like, you kind of hear it, it's, it's like eh. It's like, oh, I don't want to hear that stuff anymore. I, don't, I, I, I love that song, but I, I really don't like it anymore. And it's funny because Azariah has this crazy, where is he at? Where is Azzy? There he is. Is he sleeping? Better not be sleeping. Azariah has this crazy tendency to ask Alexa to play the same song over and over and over and over again. He's got this new song right now that says, I need peace. And it's like this like rap song that goes on. I don't know. It's funny. I need peace. I need love. I need everything that comes from above is what it says. But he had it on repeat, and I liked it at first. But after a while, I was like, Alexa, Stop. I can't listen to this song anymore. Change the music. And so that's how amen can be a couple times. You hear it, you just kind of say it nonchalant. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. Amen. But do you really know that when you say amen, you are coming into agreement with something? Do you know that if we are not careful, we can come into agreement with some negative people? Sometimes you can say amen, but because you're saying, you can say amen to something even though you're not saying anything at all. I, I wonder what would happen if an amen would get into our spirit. That every time negativity starts to pull us down, that there would be an amen that would pull us out. Whenever someone tries telling you how dark and how bleak it is, it's not going, I'm not going to say amen to the darkness, but I'm going to say amen to the light that's in the darkness that the darkness cannot comprehend. The word amen in the English Bible is found 78 times. The first that we see it in the Old Testament is in the book of Numbers. And the last time we see amen in the Revelation chapter 22 verse 21. And in case you didn't know or you were wondering, that is the last book, the very last verse in your Bible. It's the last word in your very Bible. Amen is God's last word on his word. It means surely, truly, firmly, so it is so be it. May it be fulfilled. And I love that there's a fact that there's an amen at the end of scripture. Why? Because this means that everything he said from the beginning to the end of the book is going to happen and I'm just going to say amen to it. Every promise, everything that he said in that book, in this book right here that you have in your hand, this holy Bible, you can take it to the bank, baby, because he said amen to my word, amen to my promises, amen. He called you victorious, you can say amen to it. Let the people of God. He said, you're not, you're not sick, you're healed. And we can say, no, no, no. He said, you don't have to live in that darkness no more, but you can have joy. What do we say? We say amen to the word of God because his word is forever settled in heaven. And it becomes forever settled on earth when we put our amen to it. 
I wonder, I wonder if somebody could say he's a healer. If somebody could say amen. He's a deliverer. I wonder if you could say amen. Woo! He's a way maker. <laughs> I wonder if you could say amen. Come on. I know some of you have been fighting with depression, anxiety, fear, doubt, a dark time. You don't know how you're going to make it. You don't know how you're going to do it. The bills have been rolling in. The problems have been coming left and right. But I don't say amen to that. But I stand upon the word of God, which is true and which is right and which is holy. Come on, somebody lift up a worship in this place. Somebody just agree with what I'm saying. I'm telling you right now, oh, every promise in that book is forever settled. And it's yours if you would just say amen. Let's move a little deeper today. When I say amen, I'm saying, God, I agree. So I've got to be careful that I'm not just throwing around amen anytime I want to say a filter word. If you believe that, say amen. There are times when we need to keep our amen in reserve. If I can't say amen to what somebody is preaching in the pulpit, then they're just making noise. What does that mean? Well... I'm glad you asked. Really, you didn't ask, but I asked myself. What does that mean? It means that I'm not going to say amen to everyone at a pulpit. If somebody's telling me that there is another way than coming in through the way, the truth, and the life, I'm not going to give them my amen. I don't come into agreement with that. I'm not going to say amen to someone that tells me to confess with my mouth and just believe with my heart. But I think I'll say amen to somebody who's like Peter, who stood up on the day of Pentecost when they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? And he said, "You, what you need to do is you need to repent. Amen? He said, you got to be baptized in the precious name of Jesus for the remission of your sin. And he said, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We could say amen to that. But I want to tell you that I believe in this day, this day and time in this era that we have to be very careful. We need to watch who we stick in our ears and we need to be careful who's preaching to you. And, and the old saying goes, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it is a duck. But to be honest with you today, I see things trying to look like Pentecost, walk like Pentecost, but it ain't Pentecost. I'm not trying to say amen to something that's trying to get me as close to the world as they can get. Listen, we are asking the questions backwards. The question, and I hope, I really hope this is okay, Pastor, but the question that should, we should not be saying is, can I still do that to go to heaven? 
The question should not be, so if I do that, then you're saying I'm going to hell. That's the wrong way to ask the question. The question is not how close can I get to the world and still be saved. The question should be, what do I have to do to get closer to Jesus? What do I need to do? I don't care about anybody else. I don't care about everybody else. What do I need to do to get closer to Jesus? Whatever I've got to neglect, I neglect. Whatever I've got to forsake, I want to be close to him. And we all said, I'm not going to say amen to everything. I'm not going to say amen to false doctrine. Now, again, I hope this is okay, but it may be just me, but you said it. I'm fine with Bible study. I'm fine with, I'm fine with doing it casual. That's totally fine with me. I'd rather do it casual. But when it comes church time, I'm not listening to some V-neck, white shirt, holes in the pants type preacher with a pulpit and a water bottle. The water bottle. All right, I got one. In fact, I'm thirsty. But I'm not, I'm not into that. I, I'm not into chilled out Christianity. I'm not, I'm not going to say amen to chilled out prayer. I refuse to say amen to chilled out worship. Nah. You didn't hear what pastor said. When you get the idea that you serve a mighty God who is God, who is God over everything and he can do all, say all, and nothing is impossible for him, you won't be settling for chilled out worship. You won't be settling for a little hand clap of praise. You won't be settling with just a, hey, amen to that, preacher. Oh, but when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul will cry out, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Oh, amen. Come on, somebody just lose your worship right now. Somebody just lose your praise. Somebody just lose your amen in this place. Somebody just say, look, you may not know what I went through, but I went through a pit. I went through darkness, but the Lord, he took me out. And don't you dare ever let somebody tell you or judge you on your worship. You want to know what happened to somebody that questioned somebody who was a man of worship? It was Michael who looked at David with despair. And she looked at him and said, when he came up after worshiping because the Ark of the Covenant was coming back in to the place where it should be. And he danced before the Lord. She looked down from the window and said, well, that's not how a king should react. You look foolish. And you know what happened? The Bible says that she became barren and never birthed anything. I'm here to tell you when you worship, you're birthing the miraculous. You're birthing the God who can do anything. You're worshiping the God who can create and save and heal the sick and raise the dead. And I'm here to tell you today that your praise is a testament to what God has done for you. So don't let the world tell you you look foolish. Oh, but he uses the foolishness of preaching and the worship. Come on, somebody, just lift up your hands and say amen right now.
Come on, we are a Pentecostal church. We ought to act like a Pentecostal church. I'm not all about that chilled out worship. Come on, if you want to interrupt me, you can interrupt me. But you preach with me, you talk with me. You worship a mighty God. Oh, I wonder if somebody could just step out of their comfort zone for a few more moments. I'm going to move on. I still got something to say. But I wonder if you could just say, Lord, if you want to touch me right now, you can touch me right now. If you want to heal me right now, you can do it. I worship you. I praise you. I give you honor. I don't care about what other people think, but I'm here to worship you. I'm not going to say amen to turning apostolic churches into nightclubs and movie theaters. In this town, there is a church, I'm not going to say where, but their midweek service is showing popcorn and watching The Chosen to get closer to Jesus. Now, I like The Chosen. Don't get me wrong. I like it. But that's not what it's about. We've got to get into a service, and we've got to get behind a preacher. I heard somebody tell me one time, he said, he was trying to debate me. And he said, how were you saved? And I said, by a preacher. He looked at me funny. Oh, by a pr- the word of the God pre- saves you. I said, you're right, but it took a preacher to preach me to an altar. It took a preacher to tell me that I was in sin and I was, I was, I was failing and I was all this stuff, but it took a preacher to tell me, don't worry, Bubba, there's hope. There's hope in Jesus. So if you would just repent of your sins, then he will fill you up and he will take you and he will he will do that. That's what it's about. Look, it's time to be real, folks. It's not it's it's time to be real apostolics. It's time to know what is right and not just something that calls itself a church. But we want to be the real church. The church that the Bible says that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We don't need to look like the rest of the world and put a filter on. It's not time to go off and chase some new revelation but stick to the old book I know that is I know that some people may be leaving this thing for a new revelation that they have but let me tell you I don't want you yoking up with that junk but you know what you yoke up to you yoke up to a man of God who preaches the word of God and doesn't follow after darkness and he follows after light I'm here to tell you yoke up with somebody who knows the word of God. Amen? Amen? Yeah. First Chronicles 16.23 says, and now we can all agree that we need to sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from day to day his salvation. Declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous works among all nations. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is also feared above all gods. But in verse 31, we find, he says, let the heavens 
be glad and let the earth rejoice and let men say among the nations the Lord reigneth let the sea roar and the fullness thereof let the fields rejoice in all that is therein then shall the trees of the woods sing out in the presence of the Lord because he cometh to judge the earth oh give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endureth forever and ye say save us O God of our salvation and gather us together and deliver us from the heathen that we may give thanks to thy holy name and glory in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord of God of Israel forever and ever. And all the people said amen and praise the Lord. When the people said amen, the people agreed. There was a spirit of praise that got on those people and they began to glorify God. I don't know if you realize it or not, but when you say amen, you agree with the word of God, you release a spirit of praise. Now here's the power of agreement. We say, God, we agree that you are wonderful. Amen? We agree that he are, you are a healer, amen? We agree that you are good even in the difficult time. Well, somebody shout that he's still wonderful. No, no, no. I want somebody to shout that he's still wonderful. I want you to know how powerful he is about that. He's still wonderful even when I'm not. He's still faithful even when I'm not. He's still good when I'm not. I've given up, but he's never given up. I've built defeated, but he's never been defeated. And so when me or pastor ask you to pray for us or someone, we believe that this church is filled with people who can move heaven and earth. But you, uh, when you start praying, I can say amen to what you've been praying, but you can't say amen to a prayer that you've never prayed. I don't know if y'all heard me, but you can't say amen to a prayer that you've never prayed. Pastor, I don't know if you ever had it, but I've heard stories where people will come into a, a pastor's office and say, you know what, pastor, I've just been having all these problems and difficulties, and I don't know what to do, and, and uh, I, I, would you pray for me? Would you, would you pray for me? And you know what? Pastor is very glad to pray for you. But I almost feel like sometimes a pastor would just say, have you prayed? Have you prayed? I know you're going through a tough time, but have you sought the Lord? Because you can't say amen to a prayer that you've never prayed. God, I, I say amen to what my pastor prays, but I, I, I don't really believe that I can be healed. I don't really believe that I can be saved. I don't really believe all that stuff, but if you would just pray, God. I need you to touch my mind, and I need you to touch my situation. Lord, whatever you got to do, I pray, God, that I draw closer to you. And you know what I can say? I can say amen, because he will do it. He will do it. Listen to me. Me and my wife were talking one day about ladies' conference, and, I, and she was telling me about a lady missionary from Ukraine. I don't know her name, and I don't know anything other than the story, but my wife knows, and she can share it with you as she remembers. But she shared with me that there was a famine in her land and her family was from Ukraine. 
And there was a famine in there, and all they had left was a bag of rice that needed to last an entire year. She said, I don't know how it happened, but when we would pour the rice into making our food, that the next day the bag was still half full. This went on for an entire year. Now, I was like, whoa, that's powerful. And then I, I said, we don't understand the reason we don't see miracles like this in America is because we are so blessed to have everything we need at arm's reach. Mental illness, well, there's a pill for that. Oh, you're hungry and you have nothing to eat? Well, there's a fast food joint down the road. But can I tell you today that there's nothing more better than an old-fashioned prayer meeting? Can I tell you today that if God can heal a broken bone or unstop a deaf ear or heal blindness, uh, then he can heal your mental illness. Uh, he can put food on your doorstep uh, and he can touch your life. We serve a God that nothing is impossible for, but we have to reach for him before we reach for what the world can offer. I believe so strongly that possibly the only thing standing between some people and true deliverance is a powerful amen. I mean to tell you, I need some people that are just going to tell God, amen. I still believe he's a healer. I still believe he's a deliverer. I still believe he's a way maker. I still believe all these things that the Bible said of him. And you know what I can say? I can shout, amen. I still believe this morning in Romans 8, 28, anyone else believe in scripture? It says every, every, everyone say all things. It didn't just say that it was the good things. It didn't just say that it was the, the, all, all the good stuff that happens, the good feels, uh, the things that make us feel good. Uh, but that's why he said, I can say amen during a storm. Uh, that's why I can say amen when I can't see my way through it. Uh, that's why I can say amen when my body's in pain. Uh, let the people of God say amen. When you're done praying, don't ever please forget the word amen if you're praying for me. Because when God's people say amen, we can agree that God can. How many of you agree that God is wonderful? On the days when the bad days, are God, is God wonderful? Yeah. In the, day, in the sunny days and in the storm, is God wonderful? On the days that you can't see your way through, is God wonderful? On the days that you've cried all day long and you can't seem to find relief, isn't God wonderful? Our amen is important because we say, God, we agree. Sometimes I may be confused, but I still agree. I may be broken, but I still agree. I may not have the answer yet, but I still agree. I may not be healed yet, but I can say amen. I can't say amen if I don't understand God. Then you're going to have a lot, or you're going to have to go through a lot of sessions without him. A lot of seasons without and somebody shout all things. I'm telling you what, Pastor, this is good preaching. All things. God, I don't know why you did that, but I'm going to, it's going to take me a long time to gain your trust back. No, 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 that's not how it works. Listen, guys, there are times where we need to reserve our amen, but none of those times are with him. We don't reserve our amen when God's in the building. 
Nah, I'm, I'm losing you. We don't, we, 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 when people are up here and they're not preaching the truth, we can reserve our amen. But when we know that the God of all heaven is in this place to heal and to deliver and to set free, we don't reserve our amens. We tell God that we, 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 we say amen to your word. I'm telling you that we prayed and prayed and it felt like the answer never came. I refuse to go to bed without an amen in my spirit. When I've asked God to heal and he didn't heal. When I asked God to raise them out of the hospital bed, but they didn't raise them out of the hospital bed. When I've asked God to turn it around, but God didn't turn it around. I feel like Job when he got an amen in his spirit, but his amen looked a little bit different. He said something like, naked I came into this world, and naked I'll leave. He said the Lord gives and the Lord takes, but blessed be the name of the Lord. Job didn't ask for an understanding, but he just put his trust in God, and he said, amen. So the first way to amen is to agree. But when God brought him out of his people out of Egypt, when they said amen, they were saying, we accept your commands. This is a whole different dimension to the word amen because amen wasn't just about agreeing, but amen, amen was about accepting what we didn't agree with. Have you ever heard people say this? Why do bad things happen to good people? Or if God knew what he was doing, then it, that wouldn't have happened. Anybody? Y'all heard that? Well, can I tell you that God had nothing to do with it? It was a people problem. Why did God let that happen? Well, I don't know. Why did God let a tree limb fall off a tree? Why did God let lightning struck a building? Because it's called life. And life happens and storms happens. It's things that happen. And sometimes we are withholding an amen from God because something man did to us. But when, when we do that, we don't realize that we are actually giving our amen to the man and withholding our amen from God. God is not surprised by what you've been through. He knows what you've been through. He sees every tear you cried. He knows every pillow you soaked in tears. And I'm just going to be real with y'all. Some of you walked in here with big smiles on your faces, but you weren't smiling last night. When you laid in bed broken and confused, but you didn't know what uh, the devil hates your guts. Why would I say that? Because last night you were confused, hurting, and broken. But when you woke up on a Sunday morning and you came into the house of God, you said, amen anyways. Anyone in here this morning knows that his ways are perfect? If, if, we, if we don't learn to say amen to God's ways, what we are really saying to God is, I'll take care of this myself. When we refuse to give God our amen, what we are really saying is, God, I refuse your help. I'll take care of this because I don't want to accept what I know that I'm going to have to go through. Think about the 40 years in wilderness with the children of Israel. They had to go through and experience. They were refusing to say amen to God because they didn't like the wilderness. What do I mean? I'm saying that as soon as they got their back against the wall and God brought them out, then three days later they got bitter waters. They stopped saying amen and said, let's go back. So when they withdrew their amen from God, they were saying amen to Egypt. They were. 
They were saying, they said, they said, look at the language. It said, let's go back to the onions. Let's go back to the garlic and the fish. Amen to what the world had. If you're withholding your amen from God, then you're saying amen to something else. But as far as this preacher is going to do, I'm going to say amen to anything else but you, O oh Lord. I'm not going to say amen to the world and what it has to offer. I'm not going to say amen to anything else like this world wants me to say amen to. But I'm going to say amen to the report of the Lord. I'm not going to say amen to any other spirit, but I'm going to say amen to your will. I'm going to say amen to your way. I'm going to say amen to what you said and not what the devil says because the devil is a liar. I'm going to say amen to the word of God. I'm going to say amen. wonder if somebody could just lift up their hands right now. Some of you have been facing problem after problem. Some of you have been feeling, feeling facing after test after test. Some of you in this building right now have, are facing an impossibility with God. And you've been saying amen to the wrong things. But I'm here to tell you right now, if you would just have a moment with God and listen to this preacher and hear him that you can be healed, you can be delivered, you can be set free. The power of God is here in this house for you. The power of God is in this house for me. You can shout amen. Amen. I wonder if somebody, look, I'm getting ready to close right now, but I wonder if somebody in this building who's been facing trial and problem and situation, if you could just lift up your hands right now, and if the only word that came out of you was amen, then let it be so, because I'm here to tell you, you're not stuck in that situation no more. You're not going to be stuck in that problem anymore. You can have a healing right now in Jesus' name. You can be delivered from all your sins and your trespasses here today if you would repent of your sins and say God I say amen in this place would you stand to your feet right now and lift up your hands I feel a, I feel a moment I feel something that God wants to create space in this moment right now some of you are sitting there or standing right now, and you've heard every word that I've said. You know that amen is coming to agreement, but you are worried because you are afraid that when God brings you out of it and God touches your life and God heals you, that you know that this thing is going to be real, and now you've got to turn to him. But let me tell you something right now. That's not a worry. Living for God is the best thing that you could ever do. Living for God is the best thing that you could ever do. And when God touches you, and he heals you, you're going to realize just how powerful that amen was because the Bible says that you are not defeated, that you are victorious people. The Bible says that when he calls yourself sick that you shall be healed. The Bible says that he should take your, 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 your ashes and turn them into beauty. He said he'll take your sins and he'll put them on a cross and blot them out. The Bible says that he is just to forgive you of those sins and if you would repent, the Bible says that he will fill you with the Holy Ghost. That if you ask for comfort, he shall bring you comfort. So I wonder if somebody in this house can make their way to an altar right now and release a spirit of praise and say amen to what God has for me. Come on, I wonder if somebody right now 
can walk up to this altar. Don't be afraid of what God can do, but you can walk up to this altar and say, Lord, I need you to touch my mind right now. I need you to touch my heart right now. I need you to touch my spirit right now. And if you need it, I want a saint of God to walk up to somebody else. And I want you to begin to pray for them and just shout amen for them. Just say amen to that. Just say amen to that healing. Look, some of you are still sitting in your seats. I don't know why. You can have comfort today. You can have strength today. You can have your healing today. You can have your problems resolved today. You can have every issue solved today. You can have that anxiety be gone right now in Jesus' name. But you've got to say amen. You've got to have an amen in your spirit. You've got to have this church stands behind you. And we say amen. Come on, lift up your hands right now. I'm fighting against a spirit right now, that, a spirit of worry, a spirit of fear. But I'm telling you right now, when we get this in our heads, when we realize just how powerful the Word of God is, when we realize that you don't have to stay in bondage anymore, you can say amen. You can say amen. You can say amen. Come on, somebody just shout amen. Somebody just say amen, sis. You're going to get comfort right now in the name of Jesus. Right now. Say amen. Somebody lift up your hands and just shout amen in this place. Somebody just agree with what the word of God says. Amen. Come on, Sister Sandra, there was an amen in your spirit when your kids and your family weren't coming to church. Oh, but this church got behind you and the word of God that said if you'd stay faithful and you prayed and you warned after your family that they shall come back and they shall live for the Lord. We say amen to that right now. Come on, if you can't say amen, then just start dancing with your amen. Just start shouting like if it's going to happen. Just start praising the Lord and say, God, it is finished. It is done. 